0: with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Two episodes in two days in the thick of the off season? You got it. We got Pat Baldwin Jr. committing to Milwaukee. We're going to spend about 20 minutes on that. But a heads up. We are now committed to doing some very fun, interactive, I'm sure they're going to go off the rails, mailbag episodes every three weeks. This is part of our programming schedule. It is in ink, but we need your help. So please flood our Apple reviews with questions, comments, absurd curiosities, anything. We'll let those pile up and then we'll have our first special one of these episodes, I believe, later this month. So give a shout we appreciate you thank you for continuing to listen now let's get to a most unusual but intriguing commitment in college basketball
1: hey there it's gary Parish. It's wednesday may 12 2021 welcome back to the cbs sports i own college basketball podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black matt Norlanda is here with me and big news today in the world of college basketball, recruiting Patrick Baldwin Jr., a consensus top five prospect in the class of 2021, has committed to play at Milwaukee. Now, without context, that might sound confusing because it's uncommon for top five prospects to attend horizon league schools, but you should know Patrick Baldwin Jr. is the son of Patrick Baldwin senior and Patrick Baldwin senior is the head coach at Milwaukee. So that should explain that the six nine forward turned down offers from among others, Duke and Georgetown. So basically his two best options were go to Duke, be a part of what would have been the nation's top ranked recruiting class and try to help Coach K win his sixth national title or stay home, dominate the Horizon League, and perhaps get your father his first winning record and a contract extension. He chose the latter. Makes sense to me. Dead leg does it make sense to you?
0: I mean, in some ways, yeah. Go play for your dad. Why not? Uh, Beating out the dad, always tough. Rarely happens, right? If If the dad is a head coach or an assistant or has the prospect of being hired to a staff, Beating out the dad almost never works. In fact, uh, last time, things I don't have the answer to, and I know you won't either, so somewhat rhetorical. Last time Mike Krzyzewski lost a recruiting battle to a mid-major school, regardless of circumstance, would have been when? Like, 1982? (laughs) Like, you know, last time this would have happened, I don't know. But beating out pops, tough to do. So uh, in some ways it makes sense. Um, I was told that there had been, like, yeah, there had actually been, like, some... Uh, discussions, if you will, with uh, with Pat Baldwin, the coach, in Milwaukee to try and get like a substantial contract extension. Doesn't, don't know if that's going to happen or not, but he's going to be there for one more year, and then we'll see where it goes from that. There was, I think it dragged on this long because there was questions over whether or not Baldwin was still going to be the coach into next season. He is, so his son will join him, and then Milwaukee will now become uh, essentially the most relevant uh, or one of the most relevant mid-major programs, and we will have the rare instance of, you know, eight, almost surefire lottery pick playing in a one bid league. It's a little bit different. I actually kind of like it.
1: Well, from Milwaukee's perspective, I think this is pretty simple. Like if you're Patrick Baldwin Sr. and you can bring your one and done top five prospect of a son to the Horizon League, like, yeah, you're going to be our head coach for a fifth consecutive year. Like if you're the AD at Milwaukee, you'd let me coach your team. If I had a son who was gifted to the degree that Patrick Baldwin Jr., Is gifted ultimately like that kind of player in that kind of league can make you you know dominant pretty quickly like make no mistake Patrick Bowen Jr. is going to be the Horizon League freshman of the year player of the year everything he wants to be he is an immensely talented young person so for Milwaukee it's an easy decision to make can you bring your son yeah I think so okay well then you'll be the coach simple Patrick Bowen Jr. it's a little more complicated from his perspective because he had good options like go to Duke be a part of what would have been the number one recruiting class in America because the Blue Devils already have commitments from three other five-star prospects, Paulo Bacaro, A.J. Griffin, Trevor Kills. They're all ranked in the top 20. Uh, You add Patrick Baldwin Jr. to that, you've got, again, an incredible recruiting class, but also uh, the type of talent in your program that makes you a a, a legitimate national title contender. I can't speak for anybody else, but I would have had Duke um, in the top five of the preseason, top 25 and one. And I could have made an argument to put them number one, number two, number three, whatever. Um, so that that's one option. That's a great option. The other option is like stay home and play for your father and not only play for your father, I'm sure that's special independent of everything else, but actually Extend your father's coaching career. Uh, again, it, it can't be overstated that Petr Bowen seniors 47 and 70 in four seasons as the head coach at Milwaukee. He's 26 and 45 in Horizon League games, never finished better than tied for fifth in the league. He's been seventh or worse in each of the past three seasons. He finished eighth this past season. Um, if you don't go to play for your father, that might be the end of your father's coaching career. If you go and play for your father, you could be the thing that helps him have a winning record for the first time, make the NCAA tournament for the first time, win a conference championship for the first time, get a contract extension. That's a lot to walk away from. And so I'm not surprised that Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, did what he did or will do what he's going to do. I don't think um, it's his responsibility to do this, but you know, it, he's a smart young man and he knows the stakes involved. And when you put it all on the table like that, to me, at least, this is probably, all things considered, the most sensible movie could have made.
0: It'll be interesting to see how can he be dominant immediately and how quickly will he be able to end the Horizon League. All right, quick little trivia time. Last lottery pick to come out of the Horizon League was...
1: Gordon Hayward? Correct. How about Correct. that? Boom, look
0: at you. Nailed it. Yes, Gordon Hayward's the last time. Got a couple more little uh, goodies for you here. So... Baldwin is a top five prospect, we'll expand this to top ten, going to a mid-major team. Uh, This is not unprecedented, although uh, it is unprecedented. It will be unprecedented in the modern era to be a top five prospect to don a uniform at a mid-major program. It has not happened in the past 20 years, according to 247 Sports' database here. But we have had a few top ten prospects commit to... Uh, mid-major programs in the past 15 to 20 years. Do uh, you want to take a stab at one or two of them? I feel like... Well, co- Ch- Ch- Charles Bassey. Correct. He is the most recent one to Western Kentucky. He was the sixth-ranked prospect in 2018.
1: Well, what do you call Memphis in Conference USA? I would not qualify them. Okay, because they had... I mean, Conference USA was a a mid-major league. Right. With a high major program, and obviously Derrick Rose went there. Hey, don't
0: be knocking CUSA like this. That was not a mid major league when they were doing what they were doing. That was like a legit
1: league. Louisville, Memphis. No, here's the here's the little secret about John Calipari's incredible four year run at Memphis. It came immediately after Louisville, um, uh, Marquette, and those since and, and those programs left. When John really took off, it was UAB. Southern Miss. All right. Uh Louisville, Cincinnati, Marquette, those were gone. Like John was at Memphis for nine years. The first five were very uneven, not great. Then Hugs left, Patino left, Tom Crean left, and then Memphis took off and, and had one of the great four year runs in the history of college basketball.
0: Fair enough. There are three more players who went who committed to mid major programs in even these interpretations are not quite uh, not quite the same uh, I think one of them they're all gettable I guess but they're about the same level of difficulty any any other players spring to mind aside from Charles Bassey actually like
1: um I don't remember where like Ray McCollum was ranked or Trey Ziegler was ranked, but they both went to play for their father at. Yeah, they were, not, uh, they were not.
0: Um, the they were not high level recruits. The answers are they were top one hundred guys. Yeah, but they weren't like this. Like there's yeah, obviously, right. as you well know, there's a difference right. between being the seventy third guy and the and the ten guy. All right, so the other three, Western Kentucky. Mitchell Robinson, although that oh yeah, of course but that was a disaster. Exactly, he was the ninth-ranked prospect <laughs> in 2017. Uh, yeah, Rick Stansberry getting it done there, back-to-back years. Mitchell Robinson uh, and then Chuck Bassey. Uh, 2012. See, I don't know if this would qualify the same. Like you, WKU is a mid-major program. In 2012, UNLV—not, I guess, mid-major—but Anthony Bennett was a number six prospect in the class mm-hmm. of
1: 2012. He wound up going. I just, the I class. just still think of UNLV as UNLV. I, I would don't I consider would that a mid-major. I would as well.
0: So I just, I, I put in there as a qualifier. And then in 2014, he never played there. At the time, it's—I don't know if it was mid-major. It's certainly, on, on many levels, from a facility standpoint, it was. But uh, Emmanuel Moutier was a number two prospect, and he committed yeah. to Larry Brown and SMU. He never played there. But he did commit there, and they were kind of—they were kind of flirting as well. But it, there's never been a top five prospect go to a mid major. Obviously, dad being there, that's going to be the different—the the factor that uh, makes it different. The only other one that, in terms of like where the program and Milwaukee's even worse now than this program was then. Uh, but I remember when Quincy Miller committed to Baylor in 2011. Uh, Baylor was just starting to get a little bit better, but the idea of Baylor getting a top five prospect. Frankly, it's what started a lot of the stuff uh, that Scott Drew uh, got tossed against him uh, during that era of his coaching career. Um, it, it, if you're a relatively young podcast listener and you weren't following college basketball ten years ago, the notion that Baylor would land a top five prospect, like it it, 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 frankly, I think it pissed a lot of people off at college. They're like, "There's no way that this is happening," and there's not something super shady going on. Um, obviously, oh, not I, so, I,
1: I can tell you a, a, a story. Uh, uh, I was told that a fellow Big 12 coach pulled Scott aside like after that one or another one. But like when Baylor went from a nothing program to recruiting, honestly, at a higher level than it recruits now. Yeah. Um, That's the wildest or one of the wild things about the, the Baylor story is that Scott Drew just won a national championship with obviously very good players, but not the same type of recruits that he used to get once upon a time. I was actually told, that a fellow Big Twelve coach pulled Scott aside one time, back around this this time, and said, Is it your dream to coach at Baylor forever? Or do you ever want to have a bigger job? He was like, Uh, you know, however you answer that question, doesn't matter. And the coach basically said, You need to like you, you need to get Baylor level players. When you get the Kentucky job or the Duke job or the Carol, like when you get one of those jobs, then go get these types of players, but you getting these types of players at Baylor is not playing well with your colleagues. And Scott was like, I don't, you know, I don't even know how to respond to that. Like, I'm just working hard, you know, but certainly like it, it rubbed people, It a, a perception was created fair or unfairly. Um, a perception was created when Baylor started getting prospects like that that even Scott would acknowledge that.
0: Uh you mentioned Ray McCallum, I will correct the record here. He was uh certainly a consensus top 40 level player uh and top 10 point guard when he came out of high school, played for his dad at Detroit, played for 3 years and then he wound up being a second round pick went 36 in the 2013 draft. That's going to be the closest thing to this uh coincidentally enough also in the Horizon League but didn't wound up wind up going in the lottery. I would be I would be surprised if Pat Baldwin Jr. is not a lottery pick next. Oh, I would think that next year's draft will go back to the normal cycle and will happen at the end of June there. Um, Really uh, long, uh, a little more muscular than spindly that I I would describe him as, but uh, talented scorer. I I frankly want to see how much he can grow in a year's time playing at that level and whether or not playing in that level... uh, Affects the stock in any kind of tangible way. Also, would love to see who Milwaukee will play in the non-conference this upcoming season, because that's going to be the most interesting facet to all this. We're going to want to watch him play right off the bat when Milwaukee will have a chance to play power conference opponents. There, I just like the fact that this is just a little bit different. GP, we don't get this kind of thing. Uh, it's an interesting story, and while we have had some uh, some top ranked, you know, top five prospects go to uh, you know less than common landing spots. Kate Cunningham, Oklahoma state being a, a very obvious recent example there. I think it's, uh, I think it's just a cool little plot twist for college basketball to have this kind of thing happen and good for the school, good for the league. And we'll see how it plays out. He was the last major recruit of consequence to make his decision. He finally has, he will be a Panther next season.
1: And I, I don't think this is the determining factor. I think the determining factor is the most obvious factor. His father is the head coach at Milwaukee. Um, but it's worth noting, this all happens in the middle of a pandemic. Literally, no coach in America could get face-to-face with Patrick Baldwin Jr. Also other than his father. Yes. <laughs> you know? Like heck, a coach, heck of coach a K. recruiting edge there. <laughs> yeah, like, Coach K couldn't get in the living room. You know? Patrick Ewing couldn't get in the living room. Um, you couldn't bring him to campus. So, I, I think, ultimately, this goes this way no matter what. But... Obviously an advantage when you have access to your son every day and nobody else can 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 sit with him face to face. I will say that if you're Patrick Baldwin senior, you, you, you must be thrilled right now. Hey, you get to spend another year with your son. That's uh, you know terrific. And like it's good for your career. You know, we don't have to lie to each other. I, and I'm assuming this is what I was told, at least that, that he was going to let his son make his own decision, mm-hmm. that this wasn't a demand like you must play for me or you're disowned. Um, I, you, you recruit him. You you try to lay out all the pros and cons of doing anything. And then you have to let that young person make that decision and you hope that they make it you know the way that Patrick Bowen Jr you know ultimately made it and, and that, that that makes so much sense to me because i am the father of a high school senior right now just like Patrick Bowen senior is and and my son is going off to to college and what i wanted and what he wanted you know in in some ways were different things and there is an argument to be made that it would be better for my son to do something different than what he's going to do. Um, But I told him from the jump, this is your decision. I'm not going to make it for you. I will talk to you about it. And then I'll explain the differences between getting a full academic scholarship at this school, this school, this school, this school, or having to pay a lot of money to go to this elite school. But ultimately it is up to you. And so I let him make the decision and um, I'm happy for him. I'm thrilled. Um, but the reason I let him make the decision isn't because I was certain he would make the right decision. It's because I don't want that coming back on me. Like right now, my, my son is not an athlete, but in, 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 from an academics perspective, he's done really well. Uh, we've had no problems. Um, he's flourished. And I was worried that if I suddenly tried to make him do something that wasn't exactly what he wanted to do, if it doesn't go exactly the way he wants it to go then have i just really messed up not just mm-hmm. his life but our relationship you know when things don't go well for young people they look for some people somebody to blame and a- again i'm just projecting here um and i'll circle this back to patrick bowen junior in a moment but like i was worried if i if i say But son, you know, for a variety of reasons, it's better for you to take this scholarship and go to this school and live in this city. If it goes well, then it goes well. That's perfect. But if it doesn't go well, like if he struggles or falls into the wrong crowd or gets lazy, gets bored, anything, if it doesn't go well and he doesn't accomplish what it is he wanted to accomplish, what he thought he was going to accomplish, what he was on track to accomplish, then that comes back on me when is the day when I have to hear him say, but dad, I never wanted to be at that school. You made me go there. And now here I am in this situation. I don't want to live like that. And so I said, Hey, like your success will be your success. If it doesn't work out, it'll be on you. This is your decision. Um, I, my job is to set you up to be successful. Now it's your job to go be successful and it's time for you to make these decisions. And I, my understanding is that Patrick Bowen Senior took a similar approach um, with his son. Now the stakes are obviously different, you know. Um, but uh, my understanding is that this was Pat Junior's decision, and I think that's the only healthy way to go about it because right now he is a projected lottery pick, one and done. If you make him go to Milwaukee, and then for whatever reason, when the mock drafts start popping up next March, April, May, he's p- projected to go 37th instead of seventh. Then, and, and oh, meantime, Duke's just won a national championship. It's like, Dad, I could have been a part of that, but instead, you made me come here. I was supposed to be a top 10 pick. Now I'm not. You ruined my. I just, you don't want that on you. And so, um, I'm sure those conversations were delicate. Like, Hey, this is why I want you here. This is why I I think it'll go well, but ultimately you've got to make that decision. And you know, if you're Pat senior, you hope that he just makes the decision that he made. So I'm sure everybody's happy in that household today. Um, but I I think the most encouraging thing for all people involved is that my understanding at least is that, um, ultimately this was left up to pat jr to make the call and um and and i I just think that that, that's such a better way to go about it than demanding that somebody do something you want them to do because if it doesn't go well you'll pay a price for that
0: we now have every top 10 prospect committed a reminder here's where they're going chet holmgren number one gonzaga Jaden hardy number two the g league Paolo banquero number three to duke Pat Baldwin Jr., number four to Milwaukee. Jabari Smith, number five to Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers. The back half of the top ten has Caleb Houston at six going to play for Jawan Howard at Michigan. Hunter Salas will join Chet Holmgren at Gonzaga. Kennedy Chandler, prospect I really, really like. I think he's got a wonderful shot next season. He is eight and going to Tennessee. Peyton Watson will be going to play for the greatest coach in the history of UCLA. And number ten is Damian Collins. There's one more player that's a five-star who is not yet Committed, He will be doing so over the weekend, and we will have a podcast for you next week. That is Ty Ty Washington, a former Creighton commit who is overwhelmingly expected to go and play for Kentucky. Arizona is also in the mix, but once, uh, once that decision gets uh, decided, among other things, we'll also pot on that too.
1: Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Tweety Carter, legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to Ion College Basketball Podcast middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime dead leg we're lifting our mask mandates down here in the greater memphis area come saturday did you ever drop them (laughs) here's the thing about the mask mandates down here like anybody who wore a mask for the past year is already vaccinated because they took the virus seriously and then they went and got the shots and anybody who isn't vaccinated at this point they didn't wear a mask at all ever they don't care so, like, what is the point of the mask mandate? Let's just get on with it. I swear I didn't see this one coming. I know. I never seen one like this. It's wild. It's wild to think about. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please go subscribe any way you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate it. We're going to talk to you again real soon. Hopefully, I'll be able to talk normal by then. Till then, take care.